Welcome to the 25th hour. I'm Kaz, normally from the right way, but I'm here today. Uh, we're going to have a little conversation with a fellow woodworker. So that's how I got in uh, in in this chair here. Uh, with me today, we have Matt Thompson from Thompson Woodworking. Welcome to the show, Matt. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good times, man. Your past. How did you get into woodworking? Is it school? Is it family? Like, where, where's your story start, really? Well, I mean, I had... Um, wood shop in high school but I didn't care much for high school nor wood shop but uh, at the age of I think 19 1920 I got a, a, a job with a cabinet maker and, and out of his garage he was building cabinets they weren't they weren't uh, you know nice cabinets they were laminated cabinets but I, I still uh, learned I worked there for a year but I learned you know the table saw laminating routers you know uh, but doing kitchens I also learned some electrical and plumbing uh, my dad wasn't that handy uh, I didn't passing any of that down to me but um after that uh, i had other jobs they weren't really they weren't related to woodworking or anything like that but uh, we started a family young so we had no money so there's a lot of things that we wanted but we couldn't afford because I, I remember there was uh the kids we wanted some bunk beds for them and so we went to the store they had just closed and i remember looking at that front window and seeing these bunk beds out of pine i'm like i can make those and, uh, and that's what I did. I, went, I went, got a bunch of two by fours, and we, that thing was the heaviest oh, yeah. uh, bunk bed you'd ever seen. But uh, over the years, uh, and, uh, you know, I just if there's something we needed, or um, I'd make little projects. I only had so much time because I was always working, you know, my full time job and some side gig doing something. But um, that also goes with uh, all the mechanical stuff I do. Is be I just learned through fixing cars and washing machines and we didn't have YouTube when we were right. young uh, best we had was a Chilton's manual for cars if, if you had I remember those if you had the 20 bucks to buy that but that, that wasn't yeah. that descriptive you used to rent so, them or check them out at the library oh, oh I didn't know that you could oh, do yeah. that oh, that's a smart move um, or you knew a buddy that knew how to do this but yeah. otherwise you had to take this thing apart whatever it is and understand how it works so you know I, I was observant and I, and I and I learned and retained a lot of that stuff that I now put into the things I make mm -hmm. so and even the, the stuff that I'm making now I'm doing stuff that I've never done before but I get an idea and I'm determined to make it and it's going to require something that I've never done before but I'm going to figure out how to do that right so any uh get any assistance uh on your home projects wife son any of that daughters anyone in the shop with you no no uh you know my mindset is it would take longer for me to instruct how what I needed someone to do, not necessarily even my son, he's very handy, but it's just, I, I've, even with the bar, I've learned to use clamps in a way that I won't need anybody's help. You know, there's always another way to do it by yourself. Once in a yep. while, I, if, if it's going to save me a lot of time, I'll have my son come over, give me a hand, or even Holly has, has helped me you know, yeah. with some things. But uh, for the most part, I'm a, a one-man band. It's, I bet you find a lot of peace and solitude doing that. Yeah, I do, and it, it's just rewarding. I can relate. You know, and, and you you make guitars, and I'm sure lots yep. of other things, but yeah. uh, to take raw materials and to have this idea and the skills and the know-how to take these raw materials and turn them into something cool, yep. uh, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like having another kid, right? I mean, if I win that billion dollars tonight, I'm, I'm probably still going to be doing this stuff because yeah. nothing can take the place of it. Yeah, know? that's it. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I get a question a lot where people will say, well, like, well, what do you make? And, and my answer is always, I make sawdust. That's what I do. I, I make sawdust, you know. And, and there's there's not a lot of things out there that is more um, calming. 
like you, you have a stressed out day, it's like, you know what, just let me go in the shop and make some sawdust. Even if I'm not building anything good, just go cut some wood and put it together and yeah, make and a shelf like, or something. Right. Yeah. yeah just yeah, something yeah. simple. Just to go out and create. It's it's take, pretty amazing to do. Things off your mind yep. and yep. let you focus. Very and, therapeutic. Yeah, absolutely. And time goes by so fast and you get yelled at a lot by the wife, like five more minutes. You open the door, it's dark outside. It's like, where did it go? I swear that was five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. downside is, oh. man, is it spin the clock fast, doesn't sure it? does. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got on the on the future for you? Like, you got any any crazy contraptions in your mind that you're, you're thinking about? Nothing big. Um, I did have this idea that I think I'm going to work on and see if it's doable this weekend. Is, um, it's ridiculous. But uh, it's an automatic salt and pepper shaker. So, <laughs> so you set your plate down on this disc, which is driven by a crank gear. The plate will spin... And then I'll have an arm where the salt and pepper are that are lifting, dropping, lift as the okay. as the plate spins around. Is it going to have like a cam on it or something that makes it go up and down? Well, it's going to be one. I don't even know what the gears call it. It's you know it's a circle that spiral. It gets big, then the flat drops. Oh, okay. it'll, it'll go over that. And I don't know if there's going to be too much friction there or not. It's just I'll have to experiment a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Because that's be... the only that's the only action I can think of is just it dropping. Yep, yep. Some so it's got to go. It's got to go pretty rapidly. So I got to. You know, as, as the plate turns, so we'll see if so it has to do some gearing and, and yeah, overdriving yeah, and stuff yeah, to we'll get see. it to spin fast. And that's a slow process because I don't use AutoCAD or anything. All the gears that I've used in, in the things that you've seen are a piece of clip art where there were three proportionate gears, mm-hmm. and I made vinyl decals and so that they'd all fit, cut them out, made templates, and, and, and flush cut from those templates additional mm-hmm. gears. And that's all I've, you know. You use like plexiglass to make your templates? No, I used to, I used to use like a, a three quarter inch board, and then I'll just screw it in. Okay. And then uh, for flush cut routing, I always use, and I don't see many guys doing it. It's a quarter inch spiral, up cut, flush. <laughs> if you follow all that, you can Google it and rewind a little bit. But that uh, I've used, you know, the, the flush cut trim bits in the mm-hmm. past, the big ones. Yeah. And you got to take so much material off before you use that. This is like a CNC bit. And it just cuts through three quarter inch board, cuts through plywood. And yeah. if, you're, if you got a template where you're making a lot of the same pieces, that's that's the bit you want to use. Yeah, that's I, I use um, when when I'm doing guitars. My I, all my templates are I make out of plexiglass. I cut yeah. them out with a with a bandsaw, get the shape that I want, and then you know attach them to my my body blank. And then I use a, a half inch diameter trim bit, um, just quarter inch or, or three eighths tall. Uh, to just get the basic of it out and then go to the bigger bits to, to remove more material. Yeah, but remember that that uh, spiral upcut because the upcut draws the material into the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just a, one of my favorite tools, this little router bit. Nice. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I, uh, I was going through your stuff. You make some absolutely amazing stuff. I was blown away. Like, someone showed me, you know, a couple things before. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And then I took it upon myself to, like, really go through your stuff. And I'm Jesus, this is, this is absolutely amazing. You had an incredible creative mind. I, I can relate, but I, I think you're like way over the top of anything that I could ever do. Well, the goal is to be over the top. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, let me break it down for you. This is kind of the, the, the way that I like to say it. If Dr. Emmett Brown, Bob Vila, and the Goonies, and the inventor of Plinko had a baby in the middle of the Super Bowl, we would have Matt Thompson. That sound about right. That's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right. So, a um, little bit of your backstory: uh, wife and a couple of daughters, and um, 
What else do you want to yeah, tell I, us about I yourself? Yeah, I have a wonderful wife, uh, 31 years. and uh, Amazing. Good for you. We have a 33-year-old daughter. You can okay. Don't do the math, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 26, or a 30-year-old son and a 26-year-old daughter. And, okay. Um, they're all out of the house, thank God. And, right, right. Yeah. Which is probably why you have the money to build all these toys it that is, you built. It is. <laughs> So that'll uh, lead me into my first question, which is actually down the list a little further. Um, these things got to be pricey. Like, is this your job? Is this what you do? Do you have a regular job? And I, then this is a hobby? I have a regular full-time job that I have no intention to quit. Where I, uh, the hell do you get the time to build these monstrosities? I work 40 hours, and you know, that leaves quite a bit of time weekends. And um, I work fast. I, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, so when I get home from work, I have a plan. I'm going to do this, 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 this. Sometimes it doesn't work out that mm-hmm. way. but um, Oh, for sure. But a lot of times it does, and it just comes together pretty quickly. Um, you know, other things take, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen the um, picnic table with the hot dog mm-hmm. griller. and the, did. Uh, So that took several months to build. So some things happen in a couple days, and some things take months to build. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can relate. I, I build, you know, a lot of weird stuff, too. Nothing like I said, to the level of what you do. It's absolutely amazing. But, like, there's times where I'll go, like, I'll, I'll have something in my head, what I want to do, and I know there's a product out there that will make my build happen, and I'll just go to Home Depot and just wander for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and my wife gets so pissed off. Like, what are you doing? I thought you were going to get two things. I'm like, I am, but I kind of need to invent them. You right, know? right, yeah. So... I, I get that it can take quite a while, and, and that's what, like, really intrigued me. I'm like, wow, you got, like, an actual job, and, and you still have the time to build this stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, there's time. There's plenty of time. You know, I still sleep seven hours a night, so. Well, the kids being out of the house, that helps. Yeah, and I work half hour away in Ann Arbor, so it leaves quite a bit of time. I got you. I got you. Um, so the one of the first things that I saw, like, I saw the bar, which is really cool, and then I saw, you know, some of the chairs, and then. Um, going through other stuff and I see these bottle opening devices with the Plinko and stuff and I'm like Jesus Christ this guy had to like be a fan of the Goonies when he was a kid he had to and then sure enough the next one I see you guys are watching the Goonies on the projector I'm like you gotta be kidding me so yeah yeah a lot of those things um, that you've probably seen happened on the COVID lockdown like 2020 Uh, you know I had made quite a few things prior to that but uh, as soon as that happened including the bar um, we all had a lot of spare time and you could at least go to the uh, Home Depot and get lumber and things like that mm-hmm. so I just cranked out there was nothing else to do and I'm yeah. not much of a TV watcher right, so right. you know the bottle opener uh, the hockey bottle opener uh, if you've seen the bird resort that I, I made I love it with the swimming pool and stuff bar yeah, and yeah. it was just uh, that's all I had to do so I, right. it was just a very productive year for me nice a um, couple things I want to go through um, the beer chair where'd you get the idea for the beer chair well, that was my first viral video. That was back in 2017. Okay. Um, my wife and I at the time were doing uh, triathlons and marathons and we were raising money for clean water projects in Africa. And so we were trying to raise money, and uh, I was making a lot of small things, but uh, I was also making the Michigan-shaped uh, Adirondack chair. I wasn't the only one making those. I got the mm-hmm. idea from someone else, but it was only the Lower Peninsula. But I always wanted to incorporate Michigan's Upper Peninsula into it. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen Labatt Beer. They had this um, ad campaign. Uh, it was called Blueprint. Well, they had this Adirondack chair with a cooler with a couple with a, like a lever and then a, a slide for the beer to come down. And I saw that and I thought, you know what? I could 
I don't want to copy it completely, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I can make something simpler, uh, just a, a, like a single action mm-hmm. thing, and then mount because I wanted the Upper Peninsula to be uh, in proportion, you know, to Michigan's Lower Peninsula. Right. And it just came together. It was uh, the biggest project I'd ever tried, and I was just amazed at how well it, it worked. And uh, you know, I posted that video, um, and I wanted—I knew it was over the top and ridiculous. But I wanted to, everything I do, I try to make it look nice, uh, professional. You know, people will question, is he serious about this? It looks like he spent a lot of time on it. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that chair was pretty practical. So, um, yeah, it worked great. Uh, I put Verner's in it. I call it the Michigan Bear Chair. But um, because it was a whole Michigan theme, right, I put sure. Verner's in it. And, and that just completely blew up. Millions and millions and millions of views. And then, um, uh, naturally, I moved on to the Michigan Wine Chair. Because right, yeah. everybody's asking for a wine chair. Sure, if you've seen that, I did. I did. It's it's in my notes here. But that's how that came to be. Um, to the beer chair, uh, how did you make the cooler? It looks like it's not an actual cooler, like you actually fabricated one. Is that is that right? Yes. Well, I built it out of cedar. The prototype I made out of pine, but uh, Uh, like no, the internal part. Right. And if you go to Home Depot, that uh, that plastic liner for bathrooms is Mm -hmm. very inexpensive. It's it's like one sixteenth of an inch. Yeah. And so all the time. So I lined it, but I knew that the um, and I had a. standard no 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 um i took some corrugated sheet metal because i knew the ice cubes would get in in the way of the roll of the cans so right. i formed that over the path of the cans mm-hmm. so that you could in a cover so you just dump ice in it and obviously i caulked the seams of right, that right. and i put a drain in there too it was completely functional yeah although so. i i never really used it <laughs> yeah i was wondering if that's what you use the that 16th inch bathroom stuff yeah. or for kitchens and you know uh, yeah. industrial kitchens exactly or if you use like sheet pvc or something like nope, that. no i use i've used that on a lot of projects yeah it's, it's really cool and it's oh, yeah. cheap too it's, it's easy to work with <laughs> it's yeah. it's ten, awesome 10 snips or yeah whatever you yeah scissors you get yeah. a good oh, pair yeah. of shears i'll yep. take cut it yeah yeah the the can slide for that it's got like a concave groove so mm-hmm. they stay on it how did you do well, if I was going to make another one, I would angle uh, the fence. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, uh, how you do an angle cut with a, a um, table saw. Mm-hmm. And if, if I were going to build another one, I would do it that way. But I just got a really big router bit. And that was, uh, and I passed through several times. Okay. But a router bit that big is uh, makes you a little nervous. Oh, yeah, it, it can yeah. jump easy. And there was a lot of burns on it. So there was a lot of hand sanding involved because mm-hmm. there wasn't a suitable sander for that. So that, that took a most amount of time and and oh it made me so mad is uh, the first one um i don't know what happened but i spent so much time on this thing and then it split you know the cedar just completely split and so i had to start from scratch Ugh. yeah yeah i saw it and i'm like wow I, I can think of a couple possible ways to make that concave groove but i'm just curious what you did so yeah. big router bit man that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that had to be an expensive router bit actually it was pretty inexpensive it's probably only good for a few passes yeah so. that's the downside right yeah all right, so uh, the backyard bar. There's a million questions. I'm sure you hear them all. Um, I really dig the floor lighting. How do you do the floor lighting? Well, that uh, the lighting was. Uh, I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on lights I didn't use, just because I knew that was going to be so important. And, and that's uh, there's a certain look I was going for. So the top lighting is just uh, those incandescent bulbs from mm-hmm. uh, Harbor Freight. Okay. Know, Twenty five. Yep. I like the, the look of an incandescent bulb like that versus LED. Mm-hmm. But the under, uh, I, I created a lip deliberately on the whole bar so that I could put that LED lighting underneath. And that's just, you know, the LED lighting that you get from uh, like Amazon. A, like a rope light? 
no, no. It's it's a uh, it's a strip of LEDs and it's got sticky tape on the backside. Okay. Although I've understand. had to hot glue gun a lot of those pieces up, but it's 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 not perfect. There's a lot of times I gotta reconnect these pieces because mm-hmm. it's T tapped in there. And, right. But it, it gives it a great look. You it know? does. It looks so. really cool. It's a really nice finishing Thank touch. You. Thank you. Yep, yep. I really like that part. Um, a lot of electricity got run to that thing. Did you did you hardwire electricity in? Did yeah. We, oh yeah. Yeah. We, we um, pull permits or we ask for forgiveness later. Next question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I did run electrical uh, two uh, two uh, one ten circuits out there. So I had two set because I had two two twenty in the garage. Okay. So um, but then later on and a gas line. I got natural gas out there. But, Very cool. Uh, last year I got sponsored by this Dimplex Electric. They make all kinds of heaters, but these commercial uh, two. 220 volt heaters so i've got mm-hmm. three of those out there so i ran some more you know you know number eight wire out there so there's there's a lot of electricity out there but everything's done properly you know i work with electricians mm-hmm. uh and i understand i know nec the national electrical code pretty good so uh, i did everything safe yeah i mean it's it's impressive thoroughly i was just Thanks. curious like wow like that's a, a lot to do something like that um definitely impressive um it appears to stay warm in the winter well it no. I, well, I'll tell you this, because I got that, um, the vinyl, the clear vinyl mm-hmm. on there, so there's a greenhouse effect. So tomorrow it's going to be sunny out. So it's going to be 30, maybe 40 degrees warmer on the inside mm-hmm. uh, than it is on the outside. However, um, I don't heat it, you know, uh, all the time. So tonight when I get home, I'm going to turn on the gas heater. I'll put it on high, turn the fans on. People ask, why do you get your ceiling fan on in the middle of winter? It's because you got to circulate that heat. Yep. Uh, I will also put on those radiant heaters because they'll crank it up pretty quick and within 15 minutes it, it's uh, it's nice and warm nice. and we've been out there uh, with friends when it's been zero outside and we've had mm-hmm. it, uh, 70 degrees on the inside the uh the vinyl that you use for the windows on that mm-hmm. um that's just like uh what probably like a, a 40 mil or 60 mil it's a uh, 30 gauge that okay. i, I the, the company and i don't get anything uh, i get asked so much of it's marinevinylfabric.com and they sell all kinds of variations of this vinyl, and it's it's relatively uh, inexpensive. I got a few hundred bucks and wrapped up into that, which mm-hmm. is I think it's great. It's reusable, you know. You roll it up, right? Uh, and um, I use thirty gauge. It's never as good as the first time you put it on, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, one of the tricks is stretching that out and um, stapling it, and then reinforcing it with the trim boards. And mm-hmm. we've had um, fifty to sixty mile per hour wind gusts, and it holds up issue and it doesn't get brittle when it's cold no it doesn't that's what's impressive right a few years ago i built a what they call a shooter tutor if you play you're familiar with hockey at all um they it's like uh so they they make these things out of um like a fabric you know like canvas or something and it's just like it covers the front of the hockey net and there's just like holes in the corners oh yeah and there's like a painting of a goalie on them sometimes in the and you got to shoot and hit the corners and stuff i wanted to make something a little bit more realistic so I had like these giant uh, cutouts of of real life goalies made, um, you know, a guy from the Kings, a guy from the Rangers, um, and they're life size cutouts, and they're on a giant sticker. And then I got some, you know, clear vinyl, and laid them over the vinyl, attached them to the net, and then cut out. You know, as a hockey player, you know that the corners aren't the only spots you can hit. You can hit them under the arm or right next to the neck, you know, and, and you cut those holes out, but then you can't see the hole as a shooter so you shoot where you think there might be a hole and, and it becomes a lot more realistic and, mm-hmm. and a lot more challenging you know for my son who I was teaching how to play um, and it worked awesome 
until you put them away for the winter and then they get hard and then you drop mm. it and it shatters. <laughs> and then it's like, well, shit, that's do you gone. Know what, do you know what gauge you used on that? I don't. It was the thickest stuff that I could find. I think I bought it at like Joanne's or something. I think I'd be more worried about hockey pucks hitting it. <laughs> In the summer, it held up just fine. Yeah. You know, it's just when it got cold, it got brittle. So that's why I was intrigued about yours. I'm like, is that the same stuff? Like, how does it hold up in the cold weather? Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I wondered if it would get brittle as well. But uh, I use 30 gauge, and it's still flexible when it's extremely cold. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't subject it to you know an adult ripping you know 100 mile an hour shots at no. it. But you know, a, a five or six year old, it's it's definitely a good teaching tool. I don't know if you've seen the video. I, I posted it just because it was too funny not to, but. Uh, Last year, the first time putting up, I had built the bar out, and I was putting these the vinyl sheets up, and I kept taking them down, readjusting them, and uh, I get down from my ladder, and I start walking, and bam, right <laughs> right into it's, it. It's you know, I was taking my readers off, because I was putting the, yeah. and, uh, and I told my wife about it, and she's like, is it, is it on the ring camera? And I thought, oh, you know what, maybe it is, <laughs> and, so and sure good. enough. A bit of a car guy, are you? The hearse shifter on the chair? No, no, I just thought, uh, it's actually thirst. Oh, even if, if you look close, there's okay. a T on there. Even but, better. Uh, even but, better. you know, I, I know all the old school car stuff, sure. so I, I just thought that would be a, a suitable, um, you know, lever for the Absolutely. The, the yeah. chair. It's a motor city. You know, yeah. there's gonna, a lot yeah. of people are going to yeah. dig that. It's a really cool touch. Yep. Um, it's got a hot chocolate dispenser and working gears. I mean, what is the, the ingenuity in building that thing with working gears and everything? Well, a lot of that is just, you know, the wine chair modified. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I did... Uh, a shoot with Cabo Wabo Tequila a few years ago. They came out and I converted it into a margarita chair. Nice. And so we made a commercial out of that. So I just kind of reused, repurposed mm -hmm. that chair. But um, yeah, that was, uh, there's a lot of tension. The people have wanted to buy that. And I'm like, no, you don't want this thing. It's, it's, it's dangerous. There's so much spring tension on that upper peninsula just to, mm -hmm. when you raise it up. But then I had to balance that out with like gears and pulleys and springs in the opposite direction underneath and you don't get to see all that right. There's a lot of work in that just so that she could manually move it forward mm -hmm. and you know and backwards and, and have a counterweight for adjust so that exactly. so that she's not pulling that whole thing exactly we and had to do that with uh with a drawbridge we built we built oh. a big, big giant castle and we had a drawbridge and the door weighed 200 pounds it's like yeah it's all counterweights yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it worked really well and if you've seen the indentations on that wine chair one two three four i actually mm -hmm. calibrated it with a full bottle of wine so that and I didn't do it in the, show it in the video but the, if you go to the first glass it'll pour you one glass and by the time you get to the fourth glass it, it pours you the fourth glass so it, it has it a different the tilt level it, yeah, yeah that's, that's really cool that's awesome um, you said someone tried to buy that do you sell a lot of these things you make replicas for other people or is this all just for your toys and and you make your money on, on yeah I, I don't you know? uh, I don't sell anything I tried you know with the beer chair uh, we raffled off a couple for some nonprofits and I sold a couple uh, early on and took the money and got her a triathlon bike because we were doing the triathlons mm -hmm. but that's the only thing I've really sold uh, I do have a partner that I, I partnered with to do the I don't know if you've seen the chore wheel you, you you spin this chore wheel yes. in gravity, and it you know, lands on a drink of beer. So always, yeah. uh, he's making those, and we're selling some of those. But as far as these big projects, no, uh, they're not practical. I can't, I can't build them to last. Right, uh, and you can't I, stand behind your work when it's like that. No, and and I am making uh, one thing for one person at the hockey bottle opener. Did you see mm -hmm. that one? Who's yep. a hockey player? Yep. Well, the NHL shared that a, a few years ago when I first really? made that. So all these uh, pro athletes were. were 
asking me to make one for them. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. Uh, he was the first to reach out. It was David Perron. He's like, oh, wow. hey, any chance you'd, you'd sell those? I said, you know what? If I ever do, you'll be the first to get one. Well, we kind of, he followed me. I followed him. And uh, when, when the Wings got him this past summer, I, I just messaged him. I said, really, we're really happy to, that you're coming here. And he's like, well, maybe I can get one of those bottle openers now. And I said, you know what? I'll make you one. And nice. I want a stick for my bar. So so I'm, I'm in the middle of making that right now. That's awesome. I'm going to make him come cool. to the bar to uh, yes. get it, though. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll get you a whole bunch of clicks and likes, right? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if he'll want that. Well, I'm, it's on a podcast now. so Right. Yeah, well, I, I don't know him personally, so I can't speak to what no, he would he, do. But he, I, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Um, the massage chair. Well, it, it once I started this, it became intentional. You know, what's ridiculous? What's kind of cool? Was and that's uh, that's like the four key elements of the things that I make. Um, is it's got to be ridiculous. It's got to be clever, and it's got to be funny, and it's got to be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So and, and to strike that balance, where it's like, you know, it's, a lot of people don't get it. You know, I get so much, you know, hate, you know, stuff on the things I make, or just you're the stupidest guy in the world. How ridiculous! And I'm fine with that, but. Yeah, I just try to push the limits on things, you know. I've been married 14 and a half years. I could probably count 10 nights where I didn't have to scratch my wife's head on on the way to sleep, you know. So with the thing that you've got on that, you got the back scratch and the head scratch, like, I'm so glad you don't sell these things because she'd be blowing up my phone. You better tell him we want one of those. (laughs) Well, it's pretty noisy. I don't think she'd want it for that long. (laughs) (laughs) Something to to help out other woodworkers in the field, Um, the the push stick that you use for your table saw with the hand and the severed fingers, I thought was absolutely brilliant. It might be my favorite thing you have just because I'm a woodworker and I've been doing it for, you know, 40 years myself. Like it with the cutoff fingers, it's just, it's so cool. And it's really clever how you made it. Like talked about that. Well, you know, I've always used just scraps of wood, just notch them for a, for a a push stick, usually quarter inch or something like that. And, you know, I saw seeing clever, a lot of people spend a lot of time making, push sticks and um sometimes i don't know why an idea pops in my head but i was just going to put like a a hand like that or something mm-hmm. and then i use google images to see you know for a lot of the graphics and just to see and i modify them cut the fingers off <laughs> but uh i started to draw it out and i'm like wait a minute that i mean that's kind of how you'd push your board through like yeah. with your hand like that and uh you know that little space you can get just just the right amount to um for it to be useful, and I actually still use that. And yeah, it's one of the few things I do use. Yeah, it's and awesome. I don't know about the handle. A lot of people say that handle shouldn't be shouldn't be enclosed. I don't know. Work, works just fine. It, you know, whatever works for you. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that you're showing, you know, other people, especially young people who are getting into woodworking, like there's no substitute for safety. You know, you just have to do it. Even when you're at a pro level like yourself, you're still using the basic tools that your sixth grade shop teacher told you to use. I'm more careful than I've ever been. In fact, I'm looking at saw, saw stop uh, table saws now, mm-hmm. you know, to protect my fingers. You know, I, yep. I, I use the uh, cutoff finger in my logo now, and I'm like, you know, I, I just jinx myself. I'm going <laughs> to cut my finger. Uh, so, yeah, and, and I thought it would be kind of funny to have some missing digits and that. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it also draws attention to the importance of, of using the right tools Absolutely. and safety tools. So um, I didn't get much uh, negative uh, comment, not many negative comments on that. Even the people, even the woodworkers who had cut off fingers liked it. So. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. You ever get any kickbacks out of the table saw? Oh, yeah. That's the it's, worst. It's been a while, but, man, <laughs> that's that the worst, saw man. fling. Oh, 
Oh yeah. man, I don't even, I don't know what horsepower it, uh, my motor is. It's a two twenty old saw, but man, I've had some you know, you know I don't know twelve by twelves get squirrely in there and fling that back like. Yeah, I missed it. How about you? Yeah, I've never been hit by anything big. I've I've gotten you know some small pieces of like one by two or something like that mm. that'll come across the arm and, and cut you or. I had a, a piece of plexiglass like zing past my head and shatter on the wall behind me. It's like a bullet. Yeah. 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 So I, I've had some close calls, but um, never any like big ones. Uh, I remember in maybe seventh grade, my shop teacher, uh, he was out for like two months because he had a kickback on a on a two by twelve and put it right in his chest, and he was in the hospital for like a week or something. Like stopped oh, his heart and yeah, it was it was brutal I we almost see lost that, him you catch the corner of that board or something. yeah we, yeah it hit you square in the chest you know stop your heart for a minute is you know dangerous so yeah yeah always always emphasize safety especially for the young kids watching that are getting into woodworking and, and there's not enough of them so we need more of that but yeah. safety did, is super, did that super important teacher have all those fingers uh, from what I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shop teacher that didn't have it is funny that brought up so many stories of people their shop teachers missing fingers yeah. Pretty, pretty pretty commonplace. So the dog bed. Okay, so it took me a while to get through your page to see this this dog bed. Okay. Oh, uh, the canopy bed? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I saw all these other things that you built before I saw that, and I got this image in my head. I'm like, this guy is like either a professional bachelor or you are the superhero for every frat guy who is either still in college or got out of college and and that was like his peak of life is his frat and that's just what he lives now it's like his his religion is sunday football and drinking beer and then you got all this stuff that you make and, and these guys just must worship you like oh this is a guy who builds everything in the world i ever want to be and and then i see you build a dog bed and then here comes the squirrel bar and the resort and all this other stuff i'm like wow he's not selfish this actually you're kind of diverse it's not just beer drinking you know fun yeah, tools and, and that's intentional too i mean I, I i make a lot of things alcohol related but i i deliberately don't promote too much drinking uh Know, overindulgence or drinking and driving. Um, I don't know if you've seen the baby carriage. I, <laughs> I was gonna get. There. I was gonna get there. That's one of my favorite things you. Got. That came the closest. You know, it even occurred to me. We weren't even. We weren't even drinking beer, making the video. But I had so many hate comments like, "You're promoting drinking and driving," and there was a lot of beer in the cooler. But it was just, just for effect, you know. But uh, yeah, I intentionally. Tr- I don't promote, you know, drinking too much or drinking mm-hmm. and driving. And I also, you know, I don't want to be just all alcohol related. Sure. And, and so I try to, you know, just whatever idea pops into my head, I just try to, you know, what can I make that's ridiculous? You know, it's kind of funny or kind of cool. And so, the carriage you know. is great. <laughs> it's that's, awesome. that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So the, the wine dispenser, again, touching on. Uh, you know, it started off seeming like it's like, oh, you know, beer and football and, you know, the, the typical cliche, you know, and it's like, all right, then you got the, the school bar and, and the, you know, all the dog bed and everything. And then it's like, oh, he's got a wine dispenser for the ladies. That's awesome, man. That's like a really cool touch, you know, how you did that and then how it's got the, um, like you were explaining, how it, the, the bottle tilt oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's super cool. Um, you have a daughter in a band, right? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, the foot pedal powered beer drinking thing. All right. I'm watching this and then it hits me that you've got a daughter in a band. And I'm like, I, I grew up in the music industry and in a lot around rock bands and stuff. And I just like, what would it take for you to have two of those 
and have a couple of drummers stand there and do the double kick as fast well, as they can. My son's the drummer in that same Oh, band, get out so, of town, yeah, really? Yeah. That's awesome. And he, back when he was 13, man, that double bass was... Right, yeah. <laughs> Like I would, I would pay to see someone. Like you could make a challenge out of that. Like right, you know, get right. a good double kick and, and the, the, have someone have to drink it. Oh, there'd be beer everywhere. It would be awesome. It'd be great. You see, uh, you see the Halloween zip line? Yes, I did. That was that was super cool too. You got a, a couple of beers for mom and dad and candy yeah. for the kids. Is it supposed to drop it automatically, or was that an accident? Yeah. Oh, that, that that was like a, a video I posted later on. It was that was a uh, you know a B video. I, uh, the official video I. I 2020 but um that's the most exposure i've gotten i was they were putting really? on the today show front page of the wall street journal my name was on it yeah that's uh, it was on today show all kinds of interviews yeah it was it was nuts because it was covid you know right. it was a solution and the parents were getting beer and you know it was just uh that's 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 the furthest my inventions have gone it was with that zip line that's that's crazy. Uh, the lawnmower is cool too. A little lawnmower caddy that you got there. Uh, I think you need to borrow my son's engine off his junior drag circuit because right. it makes like 60 horsepower or something. Put that on there and then you can tow the guy, you know, right. put like a, <laughs> a well, rolling yeah, car behind it. There's, there's no way I'd try to use that thing. And that was that was part of the joke chips and salsa. You know, right. hit one bump and that's all. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, you're, not, if you're sitting there, it's thinking fine. about making one for the snowblower. But yeah. Uh, I did see one video where you're doing some stuff with Live Edge, but I didn't really see a lot of projects with, you know, slab wood and Live Edge. I, I built a Live Edge bar at my house, and, and all the shelving is all Live Edge, and it's a black nice. walnut slab for the bar top. I absolutely love Live Edge. I think it's beautiful. Um, are you got plans in the future to do some stuff with that? No, no those were just if, if, the only video I ever posted that I can recall is uh, I got a couple cookies from a friend who uh, has a tree cutting service. Mm-hmm. I just let him drive for four years now. I, I was leveling them out. I made a planer sled, and that's about as far as it got. Okay. There, of course, it's something that is supposed to go in the house, so that always takes a backseat to my, right, of course. my ideas. So. Yeah, the stuff is cool, but it's, like, really tough to work with, like, if you're using a planer because you knock that live edge off, and then it's useless. It's like, well, hell, now it's just expensive lumber, you know? Right. Like, when we did mine, I bought a raw piece because it's a lot cheaper that way, you know, than, yeah. than one that's finished. And I literally just took an electric sander and just sanded it down instead of using a planer you know just just because you don't want to knock that edge off yeah how big of a piece was it uh nine by two nine foot by two foot a lot of sand with a little curve in the center too it's like a really nice piece of wood it's really cool um yeah a lot of sanding from rough cut too from i mean there's uh, saw blades are like 40 inches or something in diameter big big giant blades so it was it was a super rough cut piece of wood um it took forever to sand it did you epoxy it uh, just uh, a bunch of um, uh, just urethane. I didn't do any pour-on epoxy because, like, the fact that I sanded it, it's not perfectly flat, but it adds a lot of charm to the bar. Like, my bar's got a real, like, old-timey look. So, like, it's not flat. It's kind of got some some wave to it, which it gives it a lot of charm, and, and it's fun yeah. when your friends get drunk because their drink is kind of tilted. So, <laughs> so you, it becomes a party favor in itself. So I didn't want to overdo it. You know, I sure. wanted to kind of oh, yeah. keep it, you know, you know, with with its natural look, so just just a little clear coat, really, like five or six coats of clear. Nothing. I've, I've never used epoxy. I was just curious. If you yeah, uh, I've used it on other stuff, just not that. Like I did, I made a um, in my kitchen. I made like an island. Uh, well, it's more of a peninsula because it's attached to the wall, and I just put a bunch of planks of cedar together, and then cut it, you know, to fit on top of a structure, and then I epoxied that. 
came out awesome. No, really nice. Uh, if you ever do work with it, I've, I've learned that the best trick to doing it, and it took me years of failing projects, is heat. Just put a, a torch to it. I've seen the videos get the bubbles out. And they come right out. It's amazing. I'm like, son of a bitch, why did, <laughs> why did I know that 10 years ago? I made so much stuff with epoxy that it ruined. I had to sand it down and redo it. It's not cheap. That stuff's expensive. It's crazy expensive. I did a floor once. That sucked. But, floor? Yeah, a glitter entryway. Yeah, we did. Uh, you ever see that? Like, you can buy it on a roll. It's not like rhinestones. It's just inverted cut plastic, and it's angle cut, so it looks it looks like a sheet of rhinestones. And you look at it, it's like, oh, it's just reflective plastic. So we laid this sheet stuff over the floor, and it literally looked like diamonds on the floor. Oh, wow. And I just poured a bunch of epoxy over it. So it looked pretty cool when it was done. Um, I think... I think the doorbell would probably be my wife's favorite thing that you have. <laughs> I saw that and I literally, I instantly sent it to her. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're going to love this because she hates everybody, you know? She hates people. And I was like, that is priceless. Did you get the Mr. Rogers uh, audio on? I on did. Was that one? I did. I did. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't seen it, he modified his doorbell. So when you push the button, it just screams out at the, on the screen, go away. It's absolutely priceless. Um, yeah. The, the stuff that you do is is absolutely incredible. Um, a little bit more on your past. Uh, you used to own Tormina's Pizza, is that true? Yeah, well, a franchise in uh, Ypsilanti. Really? When we were very young. How did, you, did I tell you that? No, you did not. No. Uh, yeah, when well, I was working delivering pizzas for Lou Tormina in, in Westland, and I, I had known him for several years, and my wife and I had just recently got married. <clears throat> I was working two jobs, and uh, his uh, in-laws had started a franchise in Ypsilanti and it didn't work out for them. They didn't care for the hours or whatever. It was Eastern's campus. Well, uh, so we took over on that and we were there for a couple of years and it was just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tormina's pizza. Well, those, it, those it's, big it's 24s are so awesome. It's, it's such a competitive market in a college town. And if you're selling a quality pizza, you're not going to do so good. You know, they want, they want, they want the cheap pizzas sure. in college town. Oh so. yeah. They can't afford a good pizza. But there were good times, good memories, a lot of lessons learned. Yeah. We still stay in touch with a, a lot of them. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's been great to have you here. I appreciate I, you coming I appreciate by. You inviting me. Looking forward to seeing more stuff from you in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you.